I'm Michael Whitehouse, and this is the Writer's Republic podcast. Writer's Republic helps authors get their stories to the world by supporting them and publishing their own book their own way. On this show, we interview authors to share the story behind the story. Stick around after to learn how you can get their book and for information on how Writer's Republic can help you publish your own book. And now, let's learn the story. Hello and welcome once again. Today we have with us the author Jonathan Ray Hernandez Ferris. He is of Colombian and Mexican descent. He's a multifaceted artist with ties to painting, music, and writing. Born and raised in the San Fernando Valley in Southern California and speaking to us now from Los Angeles, Johnny is the author of Shadows in the Sunset, three novellas. Welcome to the show, Johnny, and tell us about your book and what makes it stand out. Hi, Michael. Thank you for having me. Um, my book, Shadows in the Sunset, is just uh, these three stories. And I think what makes it really stand out is the fact that, like, it's relatable. It's relatable in the sense that if you feel a sense of freedom in your life and you want to go out there and you want to uh, expand more on yourself and um, the, the surrounding uh, the things surrounding you, then I think this book is, like, great for you because it just... It not only paints a picture of momentum, it uh, it allows you to like, well, I would hope that it allows you to um, feel it as well. Just feel the freedom. Fascinating. Okay. So, so I mean, the story is about like people finding freedom and. Um, there's three different stories. And uh, I would say like the theme of freedom ties into each one differently. Mm. Yeah. And that, that's a, a big topic in our modern culture and freedom, meaning different things for different people. For, um, for sure. Yeah. Yep. It's something you could very much expand on. Yep. So, so where does this book come from? Where, what was the inspiration for it? Um, the inspiration for it, uh, there's, well, I would like to say there's many, but um, this book was written pre COVID. So before COVID and, uh, and I, I think we could all agree those were like uh, memorable times, you know, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, it's, it was written before COVID. It was at a time when I was uh, much younger and had a lot more uh, free flowing thoughts in uh, everyday life. I want to say uh, the book I wrote, uh, each story was written like just in like the span of like, um, I want to say four months. Each story took about four months. And not only did it just come from my head, it like came from my experience. It, I've uh, I've lived a lot of these um, sentences, these stories, these paragraphs. I lived, I've lived them, you know. Hmm. Okay. Powerful. Yeah. Um. And and so, so in, in the notes, you say that each of the each of the stories has different meaning. Um. One about foundation of youth. One about changing world. One about um, truthness within the cell. So talk a little bit about each of the stories and and what they mean for you. For sure. Uh, the first story is the title of the book, Shadows in the Sunset. And it all it really is, Michael, it's simply just uh, moments in time, moments of these young people that uh, leave their home for just like like a vacation almost. And they go to Big Sur. They drive to Big Sur from Los Angeles, some of them from Oregon. And uh, they simply just live moments. They, they talk about uh, poetry. They make um, bonfires they go to the beach uh they meet new people and um essentially like i lived most of that story i mm -hmm. went to big sur in 2017 i've met these new people i've made new friends uh there were 
uh, points in the adventure that were that uh, were pivotal, such as like running out of gas or <laughs> um, or just like or just like uh, I don't want to say finding ourselves, but it, it was very nice to be with everyone and being engulfed in ourselves and what we had to offer. So that's the basis of the first story, which is Shadows in the Sunset. And uh, continuing off of that, the next story is called Underland. And Underland, uh, before I continue with the story, uh, I'd like to say where the title comes from. And I'm sure, Michael, you're familiar with the story Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in the story, when you read it, uh, someone tells somebody that the place they're in is called Underland. But Alice heard it differently and said Wonderland, you know. So that's where the that's where the title comes from, Underland. And what the story is, it's these two people who are um, who are uh, uh, love. Uh, uh, <laughs> they're insane, but not in a bad way. They're just uh, they're like pleasantly insane, if that makes sense. Yeah. These two yeah. people go to the fair. It's a country fair. and It's a real fair in Oregon. Uh, where people from all over the country go to. So that's where the inspiration came from. It was me and my cousin, and we went there, and we just experienced uh, a lot. And uh, I even I, we even had fake names. You know, I was James, she was uh, Summer, and those are the characters in the book. And it's about these two wacky characters just at the fair. And I want to say where the freedom, where the theme of freedom ties in there, there's a lot of themes in that story specifically. Uh, dealing with like country, dealing with like climate, dealing with um, just the foundations of youth. Mm. But um, but uh, with that story, I believe the theme of freedom comes in with uh, the main character, James, and he's a journalist. However, he's never published anything. He just hoards all his work <laughs> and he brags about it all the time. But like he he just sees loopholes and things that like are either unjust or just like not right. And he just writes them down. And when he talks to people about it, he sounds crazy. So that's the gist of that story. Okay. Yeah. That was and also written in uh, 2017, 2018. Okay. So, and, and so, so the, the way you're describing it, it feels like for this, this would be a great book for people who are kind of feeling hemmed in in their real life as as an escape and they can go on this journey of freedom with your characters through the stories would that be accurate yes and i would like to say like it's very fun it's like if if you find yourself in that uh realm of thought then this story is just very fun for you you know nice yeah that sounds yeah. that sounds, sounds and great. i'd like Especially... to say that uh at the end of school i I would like to I would like to think that at the end of every story you take something with you but at the end of this story uh, I would like to think that you uh you you just take like a piece of something you never had before. Mm -hmm. So but, but you'll you'll it sounds like you'll leave you know feeling lighter and better and and uplifted by these. Things. Yes. Okay. So yes. these aren't these aren't sad stories, they're dramatic and tense and they're more uh light. Yeah, the uh, third story, I uh, unfortunately, I like to say, is uh, uh, dramatic and tense. A little and, heavier? Yeah, very much heavier. Okay. The, the third story is called A House With No Progression. And as you can guess with that title, it's a house with a lack of progression. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's this artist um, who's been published and he's 
uh, had his work admired. And so in that literature game, I guess you could say he's uh, very well off. Um, but with this being said, he has secluded himself in a home, a big home in the north uh, in Oregon. And he has constructed, construed his own reality for himself without even realizing it, if that makes sense. Mm. It's simply the story is about a man slowly going insane. And he's mm. uh, he's bound by the freedom of his own mind. And uh, uh, when I was younger, I grew up watching a lot of horror. Uh, my mom mm. even introduced me to a lot of horror movies like growing up. So it kind of shaped um, certain... Uh, it shaped me in the sense that I love horror stories and I love to tell them. So this was my take on a horror story. And um, it follows a character named Ray, who again secludes himself in this house. And he's just writing. He's writing on the walls. He's writing on his typewriter. He, uh, he, he talks to people without even remembering the conversations. And the story is two parts, part one, part two. Part one is his perspective. It's like how he sees everything. And um, and I'm just going to say you can't necessarily trust him, you know. And then the second part of the story is uh, a third person point of view of everything that happens. So the reader has something to make sense of everything. And it's tragic, but it speaks in volumes, I think, because of the tragedy. Hmm, fascinating. Yeah, definitely. It's another interesting twist and also an interesting escape which it sounds like their whole book is great for people who want to dive into a story or a series of stories and sort of allowed to take them away, which is what reading really should be all about. Of course. Yeah. And I'd like to add that all three of these stories interconnect in some way. Oh, okay. Either, nice. uh, either the, either Ray from the third story wrote uh, the first story or, uh, uh, or James from the second story um sees the house in the third story there's there's connections that you will make mm. when you read it interesting all right and and so in addition to being a writer you're also an artist is that correct yes i um i i produce beats and rap and mm. i uh i paint okay yeah and i so, paint so, no, so how does that tie in with your with your writing uh yeah the the painting and the and the uh music definitely does in the sense that uh in the first story you'll see like my music when i say my music i can't put music in a book but i could write the put the lyrics in the book and i have mm -hmm. like he has po poems that he shows and he raps and uh so that's tied in but uh my paintings are mostly are tied in like a lot more for each uh story there's a picture and it's just a painting i painted and mm -hmm. even the cover is a painting that i made mm -hmm. and it's just like a character going like this. But uh, what I like to do is I like to do portraits of people or, yeah, but just portraits of people. And um, I have stacks and stacks of notebooks, like just stacks, you know, and they're all, they all have words in them. And I rip out all these notebooks just to put them in the paintings and relate them to the image. So when you look at one of my paintings, there's a lot more to see than just the person I painted. There's words that relate to their life there's uh like smaller pictures that can make up the bigger picture uh it's just very there's just a lot to take in when you look at one of these images fascinating uh and so so what's next for you after this after this project 
Uh, just to keep working, just to keep uh, making art. Uh, I want to I want to make a compilation of uh, music so I could perform soon because uh, I have like a monster amount of energy and I would love mm -hmm. to uh, just release it into the masses or something. Um, but to, to paint more specifically, uh, I just moved into a, a new apartment and I uh, am setting up a whole painting uh, area and I'm looking for people to paint. I'm uh, looking for more experiences to like draw into imagery um, and I'm writing more. I am currently writing uh, my second novel and it is titled, titled The Wrong Side of Paradise. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. So you're still I, in the writing process of that. Yeah, I've actually been in the writing process of this since uh, like 2017. Okay. I've I came up with the story back then and I've just been writing it ever since. And it's um, the book is about paradise. It's about a man who uh, tries to get away from it all. It ends up in L.A. and he's just engulfed in his own indulgence. And then there's a kid that just graduated high school that just is acting a fool in the city, you know, and it's... um. There's just a lot to take in uh, with this novel, which is why it's been taking me so long. Yep. Very nice. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how novels, you know, sometimes you start writing, then your characters decide they're going to do something else, and you're like, hey, what, where are you going? I'm yeah. Going here, now you're going over there. What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> For sure. It's hard yep. to keep track of them sometimes. Yep. Yeah, so what would you say is the overall message within your within your art and your writing and, and all you're accomplishing? Um, I would like to say momentum which is mm -hmm. like a, a subcategory or maybe uh, I was, I was going to say a subcategory of freedom or maybe momentum's the subcategory of free, free. Wait, sorry, sorry. Uh, I meant to say either momentum's the subcategory of freedom or freedom's the subcategory of momentum, but either way, momentum is what I hope to give to the, to the masses, to anybody, just because when you have a momentum, it just keeps going and it, Mm -hmm. creates a king create a kingdom you know and all these stories that are in this book specifically are all moments that i've lived and um i just put down on paper and i just hope that people read this and become inspired to make their own moments and i believe in those moments are like the greatest sense senses of freedom possible fascinating is there anything uh, else you'd like to add that I haven't I haven't asked you about yet? Um, no, just to just to to read my book. I swear <laughs> you won't regret it. Um, and to watch out uh, because I have a lot more coming in, and I'm never going to stop. So there's always going to be more and more. And um, and if you see my art on the street, I go by Hollow. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, so you can find Shadows in the Sunset, three novellas by Jonathan R. Ferris on uh, Amazon or at writersrepublic.com or any place else where you find books. And is there any other way that people can find you? Do you have a website for your art, Instagram, anything like that? I have an Instagram. It's hollow underscore I, I, I. So hollow underscore three eyes. Hollow underscore I, I, I. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank and you. And yep. sorry, I just wanted to add, uh, like you said, it's on Amazon, it's on the Barnes & Noble website, it's on writersrepublic.com, all that jazz. Um, and yeah, so uh, if you ever see me out on the street, uh, hit me up and I'll sign it for you. <laughs> Even better. All right, just, just go to Los Angeles, walk around, look for Johnny, <laughs> he'll sign your book. That's, that's the way you do it. 
<laughs> Thank you I, so much, Michael. I, I, I picture in your next novella, just uh, I'll write a novella, just about someone who who's hears that in a podcast and and somehow it latches on. It, anyone out there is a writer. This is your story prompt. Somebody <laughs> hears in a podcast that the artist, the author says, if you ever see me on the street, I'll sign your book for you. Their life falls apart and all they have left is, I need Johnny to sign my book. <laughs> I'll find Johnny. He'll sign my book. I just need to walk around the streets and then everything happens after that. There you go. There's I'll be waiting for that for day. <laughs> it's free for anyone to use. But um, <laughs> if you want to read some great stuff that's already written, Shadows in the Sunset, three novellas on uh, any place you get it from Jonathan R. Ferris. So thank you so much, Johnny. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you for having me. This has been the Writer's Republic podcast. To learn more about Writer's Republic and to find the books we talk about on the show, visit writersrepublic.com. If you like this interview, be sure to follow or subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. If you really liked it, why not share it with a friend? I'm your host, Michael Whitehouse. You can find out more about me at michaelwhitehouse.coach. Thank you for listening, and join us next time for another great interview with a fantastic Writer's Republic author.